Alright, welcome back to our second podcast of the book, guys. My name's Jack. And my name's Jacob. Uh, today we're going to be reviewing the book, uh, The Twelve Rules of Life, by Jordan Peterson. Um, so do be prepared for some spoilers, obviously, throughout this podcast. Um, so if you haven't watched the book, or um, please don't be angry at us. So um, I said watch the book. It's read the book. God, I'm such an idiot. Do you want to do it again? No, we'll leave it in there. It's funny. Fine. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> 12 Rules for Life, an Antidote to Chaos. Uh, Jordan P. Peterson is a clinical psychologist from Canada. Um, he's written other books before this one, but he became famous off the back of this one. Uh, yeah, and also other interviews he's done, especially with Kathy Newman on Channel 4 and the GQ interview which made him more famous than discussing this book, but this this book really projected his career. And that's just who he is, basically. And I think he says how it was started. He, uh, he, he wrote some advice or something on a website, like a chat thing, and he but initially did like 100 rules, I think he said, and then he said, wow. someone said, oh, you know, put that in a book or whatever, and then he decided to choose 12 of the rules that he wanted to elaborate on he yeah. thought more important to go into a book um, fair play and then that's how this book came to be is what he says nice I like that um, before we talk about this yeah. to anyone listening it's important that they know that we're not experts in, in psychology this, yeah or these yeah. subjects when All we discuss field. them these are simply our opinions oh definitely yeah, yeah. kind of conjectures yeah. really yeah it's more. just a bit for fun yeah. as well before yeah. anyone gets on our back by saying yeah, you I don't, don't think, we're, I don't think we're popular enough no. for anyone to You say. never know, because there are petty people out there. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, um, I'd just like to say that before you get slandered. Yeah, no, of course. I pretend to be experts, because we're not pretending to be experts. No, no. Right, just, you want to kick it off? We're just the book guys. Um, uh, the first rule? Yeah, so the first rule is uh, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Um, this chapter actually uh, resonated with me really well. Um, and I'd like to think it would do the same with other people. But essentially, it starts off, um, Peterson's talking about uh, lobsters uh, and territory, and that's the analogy he uses to put his point across um, in, to, in relation to um, how we behave uh, as human beings, uh, which I really liked. Um, basically stated how... Uh, Lobsters, uh, obviously within their natural habitat, obviously they, they live on the ocean floor. Um, but like us, they obviously they have some form of territory. Um, and they, to a certain extent, not so much us, but obviously lobsters, they have to fight for that territory as well. Um, so when they go up against another lobster, um, who's also looking to take over that area or that space whether it's for obviously like good food obviously good mating grounds as well um, there's obviously a lot to consider and probably a lot to fight for as well um, so when these lobsters actually fight obviously the outcome is going to be well you'd think that obviously one would be one would win and then one would lose um, and what they've actually done is that they've actually done tests on lobsters um, sorry for all you vegans out there that are listening to this. Obviously, you probably don't want to know, but um, they've actually measured 
uh, on a neurological standpoint, obviously brain waves um, within lobsters, those who have won territory versus those who have lost, uh, and they've actually found a difference between neural circuitry uh, within the brain, uh, which I find absolutely fascinating. Um, but basically, what happens is that there's it's not only a neural standpoint, but there's also a physical standpoint as well, where um, when you see a, a lobster who has won uh, their territory or their ground, um, they actually look more proud, and they look more confident uh, to a certain standpoint. Um, and that in itself obviously makes themselves look more attractive to females as well. Um, whereas if you look on the other side, um, in terms of the, the losing lobster, it, you, can, you can see that they've been defeated in themselves um, because you can see mm. it in their posture, the way they move, um, basically the way they hold themselves. Um, and you can see this a lot in people as well. Uh, I mean, naturally, you don't have to be trained in this, but, um, you know, your senses, you know, you can see when someone's down and out, um, you know, they're a little bit beaten, um, you know, they might have come out of a bad relationship, they might have had a fight, you know, they might have lost a loved one. Um, you can kind of tell that through, obviously, facial expression, how they hold themselves through their posture as well. Um, and again, on the other side... Um, you can tell when someone's happy, you can tell when there's something that's possibly joyful that's happened in their life, again, by the way that they've held themselves. So essentially that's going over um, the first chapter of uh, Peterson's book. Um, he does also go in, uh, does go into detail about uh, birds as well, um, and how... Uh, in particular wrens um, and how they obtain territory as well um, essentially it's, it's along the same sort of thing mm. um, so I won't have to go into that uh, too much but yeah that's the, uh, that's the first one yeah he talks about lobsters and the reason why yeah. is because he uses the example I think because he says lobsters have been on this planet for 250 million years Really? Quarter of a billion years, yeah. He says that, and before, for the dinosaurs even, and yeah. lobsters live in a hierarchy. That's how they. Right. So do humans. Yeah, yeah. So when we talk about hierarchy and how it's wrong and things like that, sure. what he's saying is, it's not something created by humans. No. It's existed on, on so this no. planet, you know. From the beginning. All but yeah, basically, and all animals do it. All animals do have hierarchies. It's the way it works. Yeah, true. You know, yeah, the yeah. same lobsters work the same way as us, and in terms of the top male will have the best things you know, yeah. access, access to food and territory and things like that and the best females and the best and the females are the same they want the top males or males yeah but want the top want the top lobster for yeah, sure. for those things and yeah. that's how we work and it's kind of explaining that hierarchy is in our dna and our biology yeah definitely and then what he why he explains further is because how to survive the hierarchy what you're doing because you can sit here and blame it and curse it and hate it of course. or you can you Be can survive it, it. and yeah. what how the lobsters survive it is when they have fights depending on how they act is how it's going to go for them and where they're going to fit themselves into this hierarchy sure. so the reason why he's he's kind of saying act like a lobster you know be tough as in you know he's head up chin up shoulders back 
yeah. you know, back straight. Don't act defeated because people will prey on you if they think you're weak. Your body language will suggest, like you were saying, you'll suggest you're weak and defeated and you will inevitably go down the hierarchy and things will be more difficult for you. So that's kind of the message in this chapter, I think. And yeah, yeah I think that's sense. important to know for people to understand what he, why he uses lobsters as an example is because we live in a hierarchy and you have to survive it because yeah. life's tough. Yeah, true. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I think okay. being um, throughout that hierarchy as well, it's just about being humble, you know, um, and not be arrogant mm. through it and try and, uh, you know, obtain power over other yeah. people in your life. Do you know what I mean? But just, just don't act defeated. I think that's the... Yeah, oh, definitely. And I definitely yeah. agree with that. I, I, yeah. I 100% yeah. agree with yeah. being tough. Well, you know, stand up. Yeah. Shoulders back, yeah, chest definitely. out. Yeah, yeah, it makes difference. It's it, cause it is because like you, we we as men, you see it happen all the time, don't you? Oh, yeah, the you weak ease. one. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Especially with sports, you know, playing oh. foot, playing football a lot. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed that, you know, that. <laughs> I remember they, they, um, you will pick on psychologically the weak one. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll pick them out, won't you? So, uh, I remember a lot um, when I when I used to coach uh, basketball back in college. Um, there was this one lad, and every time, like he missed a shot, you'd see his head go down, mm. and his shoulders would cave in, and yeah. you just saw the drop on his face. Like he looked so let down by that, um, and he'd done it so much um, that obviously, like his, you know, his scores just went down yeah. per game. Um, and I actually had to bring him to one side, and I was just like, "Do you know what you're doing after each shot?" He's like, no, and he didn't actually recognise it in himself. Yeah. So that's that can, you know, come across as even more negative. Like, you know, there's some people that see themselves doing it, um, but there's some that just don't recognise it at all. So yeah. I actually had to bring it to one side, and I was just like, what you're actually doing is that after you, when you've taken a shot, and if you've missed, um, you just close up, you slow down, you know, you're making sloppy decisions, stuff like that. Um, so it's having an impact on your game. Um, so I had to say to him, I was like, look, if you miss a shot, you have to stay tall, you yeah. know, and you just have to, you just have to shake it off yeah. and just carry on. Because two things um, could happen from that. Either one, they're going to foul you more because you're going to miss the yeah. free throws. They know that. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be, and also you're not ready for the next rebound. What if the ball comes back? Yeah, exactly. You need to, yeah, you yeah. know, and if yeah, you're, yeah. you're ready to miss and not be afraid of that. Yeah. Get the rebound. Yeah, yeah. Put it back in. And I said to him, if I'm noticing it, other players are going to notice it. And they're going to put even more pressure on you because they mm. know you're going to fall under that pressure. Yeah. Um, so yeah. No. So yeah, I really, I really like rule one. Yeah, I agree with well. rule yeah. one as well. Probably my favourite. Okay, let's move on to rule two. Treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. And basically, he he starts off and he kind of talks about gives an example of that people will actually look after their they're more likely to give their pets their medication. Than they are themselves. It's so mad. Yeah, like doctors will give people medication, and they're not, they're less likely to follow it than they are than a vet would give their pet. Yeah. That person's pet medication, they're more likely to. Yeah. What I'm saying is that's crazy, isn't it? And I think the message behind it is: look after yourself first, because you are important as well. Oh, completely. Yeah. Because if you're too busy looking after everyone else, that can end up in self-hate, and you're not taking responsibility for yourself and that can 
that yeah, can be detrimental to society as well and people around you because if you're not looking after yourself and no one else is yeah yeah, uh, yeah and I, I understand what he's written and why he's written it and I agree with it as well yeah. it's kind of we don't look after ourselves do we no not we don't at all. see ourselves as no, important no. and then we end up resentful to the world because we haven't taken responsibility for ourselves mm. I've um you know I've had that chat with people before it's like you know I think before um before you can go out and properly look after other people um whether it's your family friends you know any sort of loved ones um, I think it's important that you learn how to look after yourself first so then that you're ready. If anything happens, you're ready to then uh, look, still keep carrying on looking after yourself mm. but also look after your loved ones as well, yeah. if need be. Um, you know, and I think, that's really, I think that's really important to keep in mind because if you can't look after yourself, how are you supposed to look after other people? Yeah. If you're not healthy, if you're not fit, you know, if you're not eating the right foods, you know, um, if you're falling ill all the time, if you're overstressed, overworked, um, then how are you going to be able to do anything else? Yeah. You know? You'd be used to no one if you're down and out. And yeah, exactly. Can't, yeah. You know, can't, yeah. good for nothing, basically. Yeah. It's like this thing, you know, on the airplane, isn't it, with the oxygen, they always say to you, put your mask on before you put it on your child. Yeah, definitely. Because That's great. if you're yeah. trying to put it on them, you're yeah. losing oxygen. Yeah. They can't put it on themselves. No. You're both dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind you're of both screwed, aren't you? Know, they, the reason why is your child needs you. Yeah. To be the adult. So yeah, it's like get yeah. your oxygen on first. Yeah. And you might think I don't want to be selfish, but you're not being selfish. No, you're no. actually thinking of them more. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. It, I, I, I think that's the same principle with life, you know. And yeah. I look at that with my daughter and stuff, and yeah. I think I have to look after myself. Make sure I'm doing things right. Yeah, so you can look after I your tell daughter. Her, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I've seen it a lot in, um, you know, in a clinical standpoint, like from, you know, doing like injury rehab and that. Um, people will go to clinicians, you know, doctors, physios, chiropractors, etc., um, and they want the answer. They mm. want them. They want that clinician to fix them. Yeah. Um, wherein, you know, actual fact, they can help towards, you know, the fixing or the healing process. Um, but what the individual needs to understand is that outside of that clinic room or that centre that they go to, um, the clinician has no control over what they do in their life now. Yeah. So if it's someone rehabilitating from alcohol, you know, um, alcohol addiction, um, you know, they might be given like pills and stuff to help with like, you know, liver cirrhosis or do you know what I mean or some sort of um, alcohol related disease. But if they go home and they're taking these pills, but then they carry on drinking alcohol, yeah, they're not helping themselves. Do you know what I mean? So their their condition's either going to stay stagnant or it's going to get worse. Yeah, and most often than not, it gets worse. Exactly. Um, so people need to learn to look after themselves. And again, I think that's the point that Peterson puts across in this chapter. Yeah. And it's important. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's not selfish. Uh, rule three. What's rule three? Tell me rule three. Well, I know, but... Make friends with people who want the best for you. Oh, that's a lovely one, actually. Yeah. Um, again, what... Um... So... I mean, it is what it says on the tin, effectively. And what it means is true friends. Not oh, friends who are willing to lie to you to make you feel better, or friends who who 
because it does happen between people where they they envy their friend's success and they kind of yeah, want them to fail. I think it can yeah, happen. Yeah. I think yeah. it's actually quite hard to distinguish what what a kind of friend like that really is is in the sense of you know how what is wanting the best for someone. Yeah, how definitely. they put that across and represent. Yeah. As I've got older, I've understood that where you know I've never. I just don't begrudge anyone's success. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing because I haven't got it. I think that's that's something that can get everyone, isn't it, when they they because they envy their success. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They, they become jealous. Yeah. But what you should realistically do is be happy for that individual. Yeah. For the work that they've put in. Yeah. Um, you know, to get to the position that they're in and if they're if they're happy and they're content in that position, then you know, you should be you know, you should be happy for them as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think that comes across as like uh, I think you learn this a lot more as you get older as well. Mm. Um, and it's not necessarily true for everyone, but like having like a small friendship circle. Yeah. And actually being able to, um, you know, keep in contact or hang around with people um, who do want the best for you. you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. Um, I know in the in the chapter. Um, uh, Peterson talks about that he had a friend uh, called Chris um, who also had a cousin mm. uh, as well and he talks about Chris and says how intelligent he is um, you know uh, how inventive he is as well had a promising um, future yeah um, he was a natural engineer um, it seemed like he had a good upbringing um, he had sisters as well um, But also he said how Chris had been left unattended to in some important way. Um, despite all of his intelligence and curiosity, um, he seemed angry, resentful uh, and without hope. Uh, which is quite a shame as well. Uh, and supposedly this all um, manifested in itself um, back in 1972 in a blue Ford pickup truck. Um, and basically said, um, I think he was using um, the truck as an analogy, how it was all dented, um, basically from the inside out. There was obviously uh, damage to the external body. Um, and he said how Chris's truck was uh, the exoskeleton of a nihilist. Do you know what a nihilist is? Yeah, a nihilist is someone who thinks there's nothing. Basically, they have nothing, nothing's worth fighting for, nothing good in the world. Right. Someone nihilistic is just so pessimistic that they just think everything's crap, there's nothing. Yeah. Well, I see. That's a bit of a shame, really. Um, no, the word nil means zero. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool, I like that. Yeah, so he's nihilistic, and, and he, he does refer to how his, you know, his parents were great, but his yeah. father neglected some part of him that actually yeah. did him some damage in the sense of... Uh, a, I get the impression that when he says make friends with people want the best for you, he doesn't just mean people who don't resent your success or celebrate it, but people who are willing to challenge you mm. when you're not doing or not being the best you or doing something good. Yeah, and I think that's really important as well as friends. Yeah. In I'll our friendship it. circle. Yeah, yeah. We but do end up challenging each other because we call oh, yeah, each definitely. other out and say that that shit man don't do that yeah oh yeah definitely. and that's yeah, yeah. that's that's the kind of friend i think he's talking about in this you know yeah yeah no i think that's i think that's imp i think that is important so um, 
But yeah, I like that. Um, Let's move on to rule four. Yeah, yeah, if you're happy to. Yeah, that's Compare right. yourself to who you were yesterday, not who someone else is today. Again, sensible, makes sense, important. Yeah. But we're all guilty of doing Just, that, aren't we? Compare oh, yeah, definitely. To other people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you look at... Um, you look at social media today like I personally I do follow a lot of um, I guess you say like fitness enthusiasts Mm. Um, and some of them are absolutely like shredded to the bone like all year round Um, or you know or they're pretty big or they're strong etc you know and um, you do end up comparing yourself to that person Um, I think naturally I think people do it Um, you know, it might not even be that. It might be a woman. Uh, a woman might be in the same position. Um, they want a body like someone they see on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Um, but what you have to realise as well is that they obviously they've put a lot of work into that. Yeah. You know, um, they've taken time, um, you know, and the effort to get to where they are. Um, relentless, or re- sorry, regardless of, you know, whether they've, taken any form of like performance enhancing drugs and stuff um, you know that's a whole different kettle of fish so we don't obviously go into that but, um, but the key is you don't know what they've done to get there all you're doing is looking at them and going you know oh, they're better than me but why are they you don't know no, they exactly. could have just every day been in that gym lifting weights yeah you know yeah, yeah. what are you doing yeah you know what were you doing today what have you done today what were you doing yesterday yeah. are you actually improving on yourself I think it's because this whole book relates to taking responsibility for yourself. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And I think with this rule is, you know, stop looking at everyone else because yeah, it's focused well, on yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, what are you doing to improve yourself? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rather than being getting pissed off at everyone else doing better than you because yeah. it's part of an unfair system where they're they're more favoured and they get more luck. It's not, you know, when they it's say. You know, girls who, because you know, women do. Let's be honest, obsess over image and weight and stuff, and they'll go, "Oh, yeah, oh, they do. oh yeah, she yeah. can, she can eat whatever she wants, and she stays slim." And they don't. And I say, you know, to them, "Well, how do you know? Yeah, maybe they're out running every day. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they're, you they know, yeah, they eat a bit of chocolate every now and then, but maybe they eat five pieces of fruit that day. Yeah, and you're always snacking on crisps and biscuits and chocolate yeah. bars, and you're saying, "No, oh, I like something there." Yeah, and be, you know, get your shoes on and go out running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for a walk. Yeah, you know, it's something that jump on a straight, bike. Frustrates the life out of me and I get angry yeah. at people because yeah. you know we're all we all be all complicit in sitting there and whining and saying it's unfair. Yeah. You know, because naturally you do, but yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah, I really took to this rule where where I thought, you know, I only focus on myself, what I'm doing. Sure. Am I getting to the goal I wanna be? Because you're not gonna get there if you're just Oh no, no. Else. oh no definitely not no no I mean I think it's important that you can learn from those other people yeah you know take a take a bit of their knowledge and apply it to yourself um, I think that would be the better outcome obviously try it out see what works you know it's uh, sometimes it's trial and error yeah. sometimes it's trial and success you know um, sometimes you can't do things in the first go and that's alright mm. um, you just look at different ways um, to get to where you want to be um, but you know, find out what works for you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, man. Uh, rule number five. I really like this rule, and What's it's this something one? I'm going to hold on to, and it's something I do actually abide by quite biblically. Yeah. You know, in the sense of. Do you apply uh, this? Because to... it relates to me. Yeah. Rule five: Don't uh, do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. 
and I read this soon after I had a daughter. Nice. And it's so important. And he he talks about how 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 important it is to discipline children, not oh, in the sense yeah, yeah. of they need it because they need it. It's if you're doing them a disservice if you don't discipline them. Oh, because definitely. If you yeah, fail yeah. to discipline your child and let them do what they want, because the thing about children is, and we were children, is they don't understand the world when they come into it. It's mm-hmm. up to us. To teach them. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, to yeah, show yeah. them the world. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they, everyone's a product of their environment. Yeah. And, you know, make sure you discipline them as a favour to them because it will help them grow up to be people that people like. Yeah, definitely. Don't let them be. Because he talks about, uh, I remember this uh, chapter, he talks about... Um, uh, how to teach your children or make sure you teach your children how to share mm-hmm. because children who share with other children are more likely to be accepted uh, within yeah. um, an environment is that right? yeah I think that, and they learn how to negotiate yeah definitely yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. whereas if there is a child that doesn't share um, and that's withholding or no toys or something like that um, then they are less likely to be accepted Mm. Um, because they're not seen as friendly, or do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have the social skills. Yeah, exactly. Because people don't want to be around and, them. No, and it's part of the parents' responsibility um, to teach them those social skills, teach them how to share, how to um, be a part of, um, you know, society. Basically, um, make sure they're making the right decisions. Yeah, etc. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of this. Um, because I work in a school and the job I do. Peter. And it's just... <laughs> it's just a... There is a chain that these kids, the kids that are most difficult and the way they think, mm. I don't blame them. No. Because it's what their, how their, life, their parents were. Yeah. Is how they are. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it, it, it's hard as it is to admit when you're really angry at them, they're being disrespectful. And you're, of course. Oh, God, I could smother you with a pillow right now. It's, <laughs> it's not their fault. No, it's their no parents' sense. fault. And and so it's kind of, as someone who works in a school and where they go every day and they see adults, it's your responsibility to kind of be a consistent adult who shows them differently. And that, that, I yeah, see a definitely. lot of that, and that's that's a long chain. And that's quite a hard thing to change when they're 15, <laughs> 16. Oh, yeah, you can't come in and change that because they've seen that. It's for, already been grinded into them, isn't it? You know, um, And it's it goes to the same... I feel the same way with uh, people's dogs. Mm. If owners' dogs act violently, uh, I don't blame the dog, I blame the yeah, owner. 100%. Um, and it's not even through violence either. If the dog's just generally like disobedient, you know, um, if they're just not being well behaved or they don't listen to certain commands, it's because you haven't trained them properly. Obviously, mm. it's not about training your children. Obviously, that's yeah. it. Yeah, but it's um, true. Dogs will do you can, what you train them to do. Yeah, yeah. But you can you can kind of, uh, you, you know, there's those transferable skills, mm. uh, you know, and that's, you know, that's important. Um, so you just need to make sure that you're teaching the kids you know, the right thing to do, yeah. you know, uh, in a certain situation. I have that with, with Isabel at the moment, where the thing, the one thing we're kind of cracking down on is when she wants something. Yeah. I mean, she's only 16 months old, so before oh, yeah, exactly, anyone yeah. listening to this, this is how old she is. So it's a kind of at the moment, it's, it's she's not brat. It's just she's no. a, a child, but she wants she wants something. She sees you eating something. So she loves banana, hmm. and she loves jam on toast. So when she sees me eating it, she she, she wants it. she comes running over. Yeah, yeah, what she, she does, it, right? yeah. 
to let me know she wants it is she starts, she goes, ah, I'm reaching for it, but she starts kind of screaming and then that screaming turns into a, a, a cry. She starts crying and having a paddy. And so at the moment, the, the focus is, is you cannot give her anything while she's doing that because I no. want her to learn. You yeah. don't get something just by screaming. No, no, that's true. And just because you want it. And there's something I'm going to have to tell Especially the grandparents, because you know grandparents mm. are weak to their children. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, <laughs> I remember growing up being a little kid. Do you remember when Woolworths was still around? Yeah. Like so, whenever I used to go up to town with my nan and my granddad, mm. like we'd go into Woolworths, like they'd probably look for something, and inevitably, obviously, we'd go past the toy section. Yeah. And um, I'd be like, oh, I wish I had that toy, or something like that. And I knew, like, nine times out of ten they would get it for me. Because I knew they were weak. Yeah. Like, obviously back then I didn't have that same mindset. Yeah, um, you're a child. Yeah. But, um, no, you, you're a child. You Like he says in the book when he talks about children, what they're doing is they're seeing who they yeah. can manipulate. Yeah, definitely. And what they can yeah. get out of it because yeah, they're yeah. kids. Yeah. So that's fair enough. And yeah. do you know what dogs do exactly the yeah, same? of course they do. Um, like, my dog's at home. They, they don't come to me and beg for food because they know they won't get yeah. it. They know they won't get it. I'll only give them... Like, obviously, I'll give them their meals, like, you know, their breakfast and that. But um, if I'm eating and they're sat around me and they give me those puppy dog eyes, I won't give it to them. And yeah. they won't cry for it because they know I won't give it to them. However, what they will do with my dad and his girlfriend, they if they're eating, they will go up to them and they'll cry. Yeah. Because they know they'll yeah. get it. Yeah. And I'm just like, you need to be harder on them. Yeah. But, and it's then true. they get annoyed because they're crying. Yeah. And I'm but like, well, it's because you're giving in. Again, it's a, it's a case of exercising kind of manipulation and almost dominance, isn't it? Oh, completely. Like, yeah, yeah, man, you know, yeah. like he talks about children, these little boys who are kind of nasty. They, they, their parents don't challenge them on it, on their mother especially. And they, they, they become like this because they're, they're, assert in their dominance which isn't healthy for a child you know no, kids should be sure. kids and parents should be parents yeah definitely you know? yeah, and I'm it's the same with yeah, dogs yeah. is you know like that Caesar Milan guy isn't it, where he goes in all the time exactly. and he, he's like the dog whisperer oh, yeah, right, but right. 90% of the time he goes in it's to do with he'll say you know the, the dog thinks they're the, the dominant one yeah you know, whereas you're, them... you're the human you're the dominant one you yeah. give them food and it's all about he changes their mindset and he makes the owner have to learn to be dominant one because that's oh, what my uncle does yeah. with his dogs. He's really good. He gets them really disciplined because he, he when he got his old dog we had for seventeen years, he's a mutt. He, yeah. They said, oh, he's really bad and you know, he got he's going to take a lot of training. And my uncle's like, in a, I'll have him in a month. Really behaving, he does because all my uncle does is whenever the dog acts out of line, yeah, he gives the dog a smack. You know, not it's not he doesn't abuse no, no, him. He smacks cool. him on the bum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or he'll he'll drag him off. You know, and they learn. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, they learn quick enough yeah. not to do that. This, yeah, these are the rules, oh, yeah, and he's smart. the the yeah. dominant one. Yeah, and yeah. so, and he meets people whose dogs just are out of control because they just, like you said, they don't bother disciplining their dogs. No, not and, at all. No, no. And it's the same with kids. You know, you oh got yeah, it. definitely, yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, it's that um, uh, hoverfly. Oh, I was going to say something. Time. Oh yeah, I think we're good. No, on the the recording. Have we got enough time? No, I can't. Oh right, it's all right. Um, I was gonna say something. Sorry, I just because last time we went over. Yeah. It's just talking shit. Oh, we got half an hour. Now. Yeah, we got, we got time. Um, 
lost my train of thought now. Sorry, we're talking about dogs. Oh, yeah, when I was younger, um, obviously in in this chapter, Peterson talks about obviously punishment and uh, you know punishing your child, but not in a harsh way. You know, but when I was younger, man, I remember getting a slapped ass or a clip round the ear yeah. for doing something wrong, and you learn very quickly like. I'm not going to do that again. Hmm. My dad used to threaten me with a, like a big ass wooden spoon. Yeah. And I was like, no way, no way. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I remember one time um, I was outside my house when I was younger, and um, <laughs> and I was with a uh, I was with a girl that used to live a few doors down from me, and I was outside my house and I was swearing. I was using like f bombs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um, and I was right outside my dad's bedroom window. And my dad stuck his head out the window and was like, Jack, get in here now. <laughs> and instantly I knew yeah. what I was going to be told off for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is not going to end well. By the time I got into my house, my dad was already downstairs in the kitchen waiting for me. <laughs> Rubbing <laughs> waiting that spoon. Waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> spoon and, to uh, use, rolling pin. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and then, so I learned that not to swear outside my house. Yeah. It's, yeah, but, but <laughs> yeah. he's done you a favour because oh, yeah, yeah. you know, as a, as well as a university student and a professional, you know how to be in that environment without swearing. Like, I work in a school. Yeah. You know, my dad used to yeah, come yeah. on me in my language, and now, you know, I know how to be in a classroom and articulate oh, my changed, words and right? explain yeah, yeah, stuff. And I can't, I can't just be there going F in this and F in that. And no, no, not F, so. you know, and the kids, I have to tell the kids off for their, it's the same thing for their swearing. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think... A smack on the bum isn't that bad. And he does talk about um, no, that. He's saying about how you, you know, don't, don't beat the crap out of your child. No, That's different not. to whacking him yeah. on the ass, giving him a slap on the yeah. ass. Don't beat him you black know. and blue. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And my dad smacked me on the ass once. I did something yeah. bad and I knew it was bad. Yeah, you have that feeling it. inside of you, don't you? Like, yeah. oh, 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 I've done oh, so no. bad. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. You know, I crossed the line. And <laughs> it's the same with, you know, I'm not, like with... Uh, Izzy, I'm not ever gonna. I don't think I'll ever hit her, no, but no. Way, the way I speak to her, it will be like, yeah, you know, she'll know. Yeah, I'm gonna create that tone of voice, and she does yeah. now. Good, she, yeah, she, yeah. You know, me and me and Tanya, we, we, you know, she when she goes near the TV, we say yeah. no. And she at the moment she looks and she kind of laughs, she but knows what she's sometimes doing. it's kind of now. Yeah. She's in the, near the fireplace, not turned oh, on, yeah, but she'll yeah. go in and we'll be like, no. No, don't go there. No, Isabel, no. And she kind of turns around and steps down. Yeah. Because it, it, yeah. before she started crying, because she was so frustrated. She was like, I she know was, I can't, yeah, but yeah, I want to. But now yeah. she's kind of like, oh, okay. Oh, I get okay, it. I'm, I'm getting off yeah. now. And yeah, so I really like that rule. And I think it's so important. Uh, do you want rule six? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's crack on. Um, so yeah, rule six, set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world um i did actually really like this because it, it does i was gonna again, say makes, i think we like i liked every rule every yeah, rule i think there is, is there is there is one rule i didn't get on with and i can't remember which one uh, it was when we get to that we'll, we'll discuss that we'll agree that we both yeah. like rule six set yeah, your yeah. house in perfect order before yeah. you criticize we, the world we won't jump ship your ship <laughs> um but it just makes sense doesn't it like you know um it doesn't even have to be about your house, but just about your life in general. Yeah. Like, it, you know, if I was criticising you um, for, I don't know, for whatever reason it might be, it might be like, let's think of an example, um, you're overweight, you're not, mm. but you're overweight and you consistently complain about it 
and you're not willing to do anything, but then I'm in the exact same boat. Mm. But I'm trying to give you advice. I'm like, don't complain about it. You're fat. Do something about it. But then I'm in that exact same position. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think that's where you're trying to get at. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, But again, like, you know, if you're going to go out into the world um, and you're going to criticise something that maybe, um, you know, this does really annoy me, and I'm sure it annoys everyone else, when people don't pick up their dog's shit out oh, of public, yeah. that grinds oh, my gears, yeah. you know? But then you're not willing to do it either. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, I don't have a dog, but I've picked up dog crap, because yeah. Tanya's got a dog, and yeah, fair enough, yeah. she was pregnant at the time, so I had to pick up all the crap going around, because oh, pregnant yeah. women aren't allowed to pick up. Right, uh, I'm still willing to. No one likes picking up crap, but if you get oh, a dog, no. pick up their crap. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you want to domesticate right an animal? Yeah, you yeah. take responsibility. Pick yeah. up their crap. It's not oh, their yeah, fault. They, can use, they can't use a toilet. Yeah, you know, get a cat. If you don't want to pick up... Like, anyone <laughs> out there listening to this, if you don't want to pick up your dog shit, get a cat. Because yeah. cats will bury it in someone else's garden. <laughs> so they'll, they'll take responsibility. You know, a hamster, you have to clean it out, don't you? Because they can't. But, oh, God. Yeah. And uh, I, I'll hold my hands up when I was younger... I'm not afraid to admit, I think I was very opinionated. Oh, yeah, and I, was, I, wasn't, I was a little cunt. I wasn't ready. Sorry, sir. Yeah, we should, we should stop Sorry. swearing, but Sorry, yeah, I'll, I'll... I don't imagine anyone young to listen to this because no. they don't listen to us. No one really wants to listen to us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I was too opinionated and I was too busy criticising everyone else and I have to admit, yeah, I did need that. I wish I read this book earlier. I wish I had it when I was a teenager. But, it only came um, out in 2018, though. Mm, yeah, what can you do, you know? Um, I'm sure there's other books in relation to it that could have probably put you on that same path or in yeah. that same mindset, but... I've learned over yeah. time, and this, again, all these rules relate to taking personal responsibility. And I saw Jordan B. Peterson, he was talking on... Because if you go on YouTube, there's just so many videos of him discussing things with people. Oh, yeah, man. Just, yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. And um, he, there was one about where someone said to him about, you know, what do you think about climate change and stuff and he just said to the girl you know what are you doing first yeah. everyone's out there criticizing the government saying you gotta yeah. fix this yeah yeah and i i've always felt the same way i'm not saying you know i'm, I'm this intelligent virtuous person sure. but i just mean because i was raised that way in terms of told need to recycle yeah definitely yeah, yeah, recycling is important you know so i always um cycle everywhere so my, my parents always said to me you know and that's what they did as well because they led yeah. by example they cycled to work they walked to work if you can cycle and walk there you cycle and walk there yeah definitely, only yeah, drive yeah. When, you when yeah you absolutely need yeah. to yeah yeah and he said to her this girl what are you doing personally to reduce your footprint before you you know say the government you need to do this and that yeah. and it's so true because yeah it's like the kids at school they got out of school to go on a protest the um what are they called those protests everyone's doing the um you know, about global warming and stuff. Oh, God, it's so recent. Like, I can't remember the name. Oh, a climate change protest. Right, yeah. And it's so true, because if I said to them, all right, then, you um, only protest. go on your phone five minutes a day, because your phone needs charging, so you need electricity, which yeah. is, gonna, you know, burn yeah. coal and set that into the atmosphere. Um, you know, what, why are you driving or catching the bus somewhere when you can walk there? Yeah. Are you doing that? Why don't you cycle? Yeah. yeah. Are you prepared to cycle and walk everywhere, which are benefits to your health? Yeah, definitely. Are you prepared to, as well, change your diet? Because, you know, as meat mm. eaters, you know, I've always been conscious about how much meat I eat. I need to eat less, so I've cut it down and try and, you know, every two or three days eat meat. Yeah, and then nice. you can eat veg yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. more. Because, yeah. you know, the more meat we want, the more animals we we create. Because yeah. let's be honest, cows the only really exist space. because of the, the meat oh, industry. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the cows are yeah. contributing to the... the yeah. 
know, I know this is like a whole another argument. Um, but I've had I've had these discussions with people. They'd be like, "Well, if we didn't eat meat, then what would we let the cows do? Just let them run wild?" <laughs> and I'm just like, "Well, there wouldn't be that mass of cows. They wouldn't. We no. forcibly impregnate female cows so that we can feed." Um, the pop- yeah. the ever growing population. Yeah. There wouldn't be that mass of cows if it wasn't for us. Mm. But again, that's another whole <laughs> a whole another argument. I remember I wound you up once because I was joking. I said, "Oh, we'd have chickens taking like chickens running everywhere because they lay eggs every day." I love saying that. Uh, no, it's true. It's just we. There are so many animals. Yeah. Because we we make them, we encourage yeah, exactly. them to. Because yeah, yeah. for our personal gain, we want eggs. Yeah. yeah. So we have to, you know. We want beef burgers. Battery hens we want chicken. Yeah, exactly. We yeah, want bacon. You know. So I personally, I try and avoid meat. It's hard because I live with my girlfriend and her parents, so I can't really go on a vegetarian diet. No, fair enough. But yeah, yeah everyone should eat less meat. Yeah. Because it's better for you and better for the environment. But again. Yeah. The, how I relate that rule is because I agree with what he said was what are you doing personally yeah. to make a change why are you so focused on what other people are doing mm. why don't you first do something about it you know recycle eat less yeah. meat etc you know all those things that you can do um, and then go to other people and yeah. educate them Yeah. don't just point blame that's what people need to start learning to do um, yeah. So we agree with that one. Yeah. Let's move on to rule seven. Okay. Rule seven. Pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Okay. Uh, again, I, I, you know, this isn't my favourite one, but I like it. I, I get it. Yeah. I think it's important. It's quite hard for people to understand. I think this is the one yeah. where he talks a lot about um, Adam and Eve. Is this yeah. the start of Adam and Eve? I believe um, <laughs> that rhymed. Um, he, he talks about the he, before as well like Cain and Abel and, yeah that's um, it yeah and I'm, personally I'll, I'll just get this out of the way just while I can but like it's it's not a chapter that truthfully I I, um, I resonated with um, solely because I just don't know enough about religion um, and it's not really this might sound quite ignorant of me but it's not an area that I uh, I'm looking to educate myself in um and I think that's why I didn't get on with yeah. that chapter, in honesty. I don't know if he wants you to become religious. I don't oh, no, not at all. No, no, yeah. I didn't get that. No, no. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, I believe that. Um, it, it's it's taking the moral of the story from it is what's yes. important. Yeah, definitely. don't I forget, know. the Bible's been around for God knows how long. Yeah. And so people live their lives on it. And the society, yeah, society we have today, yeah. I think portion of it, because of the Western world, is, you know, comes from the Bible. So it's important that we base our stories on it, basically. And that's yeah, why it's definitely. important that we... That's why I think he uses it because mm. it's reflective. Oh yeah, he's using it as an analogy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you don't, if you don't like religious stuff, then yeah, fair enough. You know, you're not gonna. Yeah. Um. But I guess pursue what is meaningful, not expedient. Being easy and quick, basically. Definitely. Yeah, um. Yeah. And I, I. Yeah. But people want the easy route, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, they want all it. The they time. want it. They want it now. Not tomorrow. Not five minutes ago, mm. they won't right now. Do you know yeah, what I, mean? um, I see that a lot with, like, um, it's quite a big fad at the moment with learning languages and stuff. Yeah, and just how how companies get them mm. is by saying, "Oh, uh, after this app, you'll be speaking 
so and so in like you're speaking French in in like twenty minutes. Yeah, like well, yeah. in three weeks. Right. Yeah. Um, are people so? But surely on that's. That, but surely, if you had to get to that level, you'd literally be having to study that language oh. all day, every day. But, for that, three weeks. but they say that, but they know you're going to interpret it that way. But what they mean is, yeah. after, let's say, they say you'll be speaking French in three weeks. Yeah. The thing is, is one, it's, that's three weeks of total an, study yeah, time. Accumulation which, yeah. of six of three weeks yeah. over like a like six month period or yeah something, so you know as an example putting the hours in yeah. 24 hours in a day yeah and also speaking as in not speaking fluently perfectly to mastery you're not going to be in paris sure. bloody just you know you know you're not going to be just whacking out conversations in three weeks no, you're course, just yeah. going to be able to say the basics bonjour je m'appelle blah, blah, blah. yeah you know it it's so vague and it, it, that's because that's the mindset of everyone. It's the same with the fitness industry. It's oh, yeah, rife. Oh yeah, yeah. People with, are like, "Oh, get six pack abs yeah. in a week." I'm oh, like, uh, "Well, that's not going to happen if you're like forty percent body fat." Yeah, it's just the fitness industry rife with it, and I, I see it with languages because you know, teaching when I was teaching English in Spain, for example. Yeah. The way they view it is, they're in it for the long haul. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their attitude to it is right. Yeah. You know, they, they focus on every detail and stuff too much sometimes because they know I need to know this amount of stuff, a lot of stuff before I'm going to be. And that they, they, yeah, they're honest about it. That's like, good. Yeah, yeah. And they all, they all, they all speak. Well, a lot of the people I met, they speak really good English and they're so like, oh, my English is, is not good. They'll, they'll come up to you in like, and in, in perfect English go, oh, sorry, my English is really bad. So <laughs> I just understood. What yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. clearly not. I think, um, Again, it goes back to that point where um, people don't really believe in their skill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or the knowledge that they've obtained. And I think to that's... To a certain extent. He relates to that in the sense of having an aim and a goal. Yeah, definitely. It's so important yeah, for yeah. our lives. Yeah. Like, you, when you work with... I don't know, do you have an example of when you were, as a personal trainer, how you set someone... You know, do you, do you sit down with them and say, what's your aim? Oh, and yeah, do you, definitely. Do you structure it? Yeah, so we have, like, a consultation... Um, so you know, I'll say to these people, like, Look, "What's your goal?" Uh, and it might be to lose like five kilos, and I'm like, "Right, okay." Um, and then that way, what I do is I, um, I give them what they need to do, and what they need to eat in order to get there. But then I also give them like um, a realistic goal in order to lose that weight over time. Because mm. um, let's be honest, they're not going to lose it quickly um, in the beginning. Do you tell them yeah, that? Do you say oh, yeah, that? I'm going to be honest. Oh, with you. oh yeah, I'm brutally honest. Yeah. And yeah. do you find that they yeah. come to you looking for expediency? The, um, not all the time. Some people do, mm. um, but I'm I'm like that with everyone that comes to me. I'm like, look, this isn't going to be a quick fix. Mm. Um, you need to understand that right away. Um, you, you know, you, you have to set their expectations there and then. Uh, you can't you can't bullshit them um, because over time, um, the people that you work with. They're going to um, they're going to prefer honesty mm. over anything else. There's no point lying to them because if I say to them like, "Yeah, you can lose that weight in a month," and if they don't lose that weight in a month, yeah. then who's going to look like a twat? Yeah, I am. Both of you, really. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. true, yeah, yeah. One for believing me, mm. and then two for me telling you a lie. Mm. Um, so there's no point lying. Like, yeah. There's no point at all. Uh, and I think that's it, actually in one of the chapters, something about lying. Yeah, yeah, what's the, the next 
the next. A lot of the chapters relate to each other, I think. It's kind of like a build-up and structuring. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think there's a really nice flow. Yeah, I think there's it a really is, nice flow from chapter to chapter, yeah. definitely. It's one of my favourite books, I think, because yeah. a lot of it I took as like a personal attack, but the personal <laughs> attack I needed. Yeah. No, but it's, it's true, isn't it? Because we're all guilty think, of doing these things where we... Oh, completely. You know, yeah. and it is yeah. time that I, you know, I, I do look at the... Yeah part of it where I need to take responsibility and I you know I think I'm good with some things like learning languages and stuff yeah. like um, people have this idea that there's this language gene you're good at languages and stuff and sure. like um, no it wasn't it was just I all I ever thought was there's a lot I don't know because a language is massive mm. you know it's just and also what do you need to do to get there Oh, definitely. And so, yeah, yeah. and what what was meaningful about it? What why do you, why is learning a language meaningful for you? And for me, it was just purely. I just love the culture of Spain, and you know, want to learn another language and understand more things. And because what learning another language does is give you access to more things. Like that's the sure. the meaningful part behind it. And also, there's a lot of access. wasn't aiming for like comes with it like making friends yeah sure you know and now you know be be able to speak the language and know it well I can I have access to the world it's the second most spoken language in the world that's beautiful Mandarin is the first Spanish is the second yeah and then English is the third most spoken language so now I speak to the top three most spoken language in the world I have access to you know and I can do that job in other places that's the meaningful part for me and I think when it comes to personal training and stuff, maybe it would be good if personal trainers could add in what is meaningful, like this rule. Yeah, you know, I think this rule yeah, applies yeah. to your trade as well, I, I would say. Oh, completely. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, what yeah. does it mean to you to get fit and healthy? Do you yeah. just want to look good? Well, that's, that's one of the questions I ask. Um, I say to them, okay, so once you've lost this weight or in the process of losing this weight or getting stronger or bigger, etc., what is that doing for you yeah. personally? And some people are like, well, I'm so unhealthy, I can barely play with my grandkids yeah. or my children. I'm like, okay then, what we'll do then is, like, your first goal is going to be like, right, you're going to be able to keep up um, with your children or your grandchildren for at least 10 minutes without getting, without getting, you know, out of breath and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's, you know, when you're, when you're, you have to reverse engineer things. Mm. So you take that top goal and then you break it down into smaller goals and you know steps in order to get there, uh, and I think that's really important that you're not just looking at the ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like when you're doing a, a course or a degree or you're learning a language, um, you see yourself where you are, um, you know, being able to speak fluently. But then you need yeah. to be like, okay, actually to get there, I need to learn obviously what the translation is for each yeah. word I need to know the verbs adverbs you know subjectives and all that stuff hmm. so you know um yeah okay yeah. rule eight this one I'd find the most difficult thing to apply to life because it's so hard not so it's tell the truth or yeah. at least don't lie bloody hard to do that isn't it you, ha- you it find is. yourself lying at some point for self preservation and preservation of others and yeah you know there's that whole age debate, you know, is it, um, should you always tell the truth kind of thing? Yeah. Like only, but then yeah. they use the example of Anne Frank, you know, if they said, if they, if they told the truth, the Nazis, oh yeah, they're hiding up there. They got caught quicker. What if they lied and didn't 
and um, you know they'd have been safe. So, it, but yeah, there's a there's there's a part in um, in Rule Eight that I actually really liked as well, um, and basically he goes on to say. Um, if you were to say, so this isn't exactly like the lying part of it, but what he suggests is that um, he, he goes into the science of it, which is what I really like. That's that's something that resonates with me as well. Um, when you put yourself um, or you're placed, not necessarily you, but a different organism is placed in a, in a new situation, uh, there's new genes um, that are coded uh, sorry, there's genes that are coded for new proteins um, and then the building blocks for new structures in the brain. Um, and so when you're put into a situation and the example he uses um, is that if you were to say no to like your boss or your spouse or your parents, when it needs to be said there and then, um, then you can you, you essentially transform yourself into someone who can say no when it's needed to, mm. like you know when you're when you're with your daughter, um, and she's doing something bad, like yeah. you were saying that when she goes for your jam on toast, if you would say yes, you'd pretty much then you're then being like yeah you can have it every time, mm. but then she needs to learn that that's not hers, yeah, it's yeah. your food, that's what you're consuming, um, so he's basically saying that as well, if you were to say yes. At a time where you should have said no, then you become a yes person, yeah. essentially. But you're saying yes for the, all the wrong reasons, mm. um, and I've really liked I've really liked that part um, of the chapter. It made a lot of sense, um, you know, and it could be for any reason really. Um, obviously, we used you know jam and toast as an example. Um, but yeah, no, I um, I think it was pretty cool. Uh, in all honesty. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell the truth, or at least don't lie. It's quite, yeah, he just does. He talks about when he says people during, let's say that was surrounding Stalin and Hitler and stuff. It was just full of yes people, weren't they? Cause too afraid oh, to say yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it led yeah. to the deaths of millions. Where it only took a few people to to tell him no. You know, you are wrong. Oh, maybe, really? maybe it wouldn't have happened. I don't know. I don't know the science behind that. Yeah. And, um, I think we will never know what happened really. Yeah, but yeah. He, I, I agree with that. He's right about that. That if there were people to say no Completely. at that time, I think a lot of things would be different. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I've got no doubt. Rule number nine. Yeah, you want to jump to that? Assume that the person you're listening to might know something you don't. I haven't got there yet, actually. Okay, well, I, I've so, read it, so... But um, it makes sense. Yeah, in the sense of, I guess, don't think you're right about everything, and we all, you need to learn stuff. Oh, yeah, and, definitely. Don't be ignorant. And you can learn stuff. You might surprise yourself of what you might learn from listening to people. I yeah, think definitely. that's one of the things we have right badly in education is... Kids think they know it all. They do, yeah. <laughs> that's just a common yeah, yeah. thing. It's true, and it... it and the ones that are in there, the ones that do well, are the ones that come into class going, today I need to sit down and listen and learn because the teacher's there, they're a teacher, that's yeah. why they're here. Yeah. Um, they have this knowledge so then that I can obtain it mm. and then apply it to life. Yeah. Or A, B and C. Um, I don't know what uh, example or analogy uh, Peterson uses because unfortunately I haven't actually got there yet. But um, in terms of... 
Um, in terms of obviously assuming that the person, oh, we got time. It's right. Um, I think we got about six, five, six. Minutes. Okay, sorry, just checking uh, the time. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, make no sure way. we don't go over like last time. Um, what was the title? Assume. Assume that the person you are listening to might know something you don't. Oh, completely. Something we should. So yeah. So when I first um, started my course, because um, I because of like uh, previous education, I went into that course and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna know this already. Like I don't need to learn this. My lecturer is gonna just tell me something that I already know. And then the first slide of the first PowerPoint. Yeah of the first lecture of the year, <laughs> I was humbled very quickly. Hmm. And I was like, oh, like this yeah. is like a whole other ball game. Humble pie. Yeah. A oh, nice yeah, yeah. slice of humble pie. Yeah. yeah. Because I assumed he was just going to teach me stuff that I already knew. Yeah. But, and now I've learned, I learned very quickly that he's probably one of the most intelligent people that I've ever crossed paths with. And that you can just, he knows so much. And he knows it in such good detail as well. Mm. Uh, incredible. Um, but yeah, so I was, yeah. So I like yeah. that. I agree with that, yeah. Assuming the person, you know, it's just all about learning essentially, isn't it? Oh yeah, and definitely. It's dangerous to assume you know everything. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's ignorance. Yeah. It's like, why, why would you go to that point where, why would you act like you know everything? Yeah. It makes you look like such a twat. And that was the thing I was talking about with these recent... Black Lives Matter protests. I'm not criticising in any way, and no, that's cool. and I'm not saying by criticising people for going tell everyone else to educate themselves. I'm saying that I know more than they do because I don't. But I'm not pretending like I do because it's it's not good that I do. No, no, definitely not. Pretend. No. One of the posts, the only post I did like, was someone posted a thing like I don't understand and I never understand. Um, I never understand, but I'll try to. Oh yeah, I, definitely. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll I'll try to understand. And that, I I agree with that. That was the only one I really liked because it didn't it didn't give people arrogance like they're, you know, as as white people. Yeah, we do benefit from a, a systematic, racist society. Of course we do. Mm. But I'm not pretending that I don't acknowledge that. It's just, it's, there's a hard. It's hard for me to take responsibility for it when I didn't create it. Oh, well, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and. Uh, but you're choosing not to be ignorant of it. Mm. I think that's the main thing. Sorry, so, stupid fly on me. Um, okay, rule number 10, be precise in your speech. So we'll speed this up because we're running out of time. Uh, or we can just do a little bit extra on the next one, maybe. Do you want to start another one? Or like a part two? We can do a part two, if you want. Yeah. Do you want to give that a go? Yeah. All right, cool. Okay. Uh, that's the end of part one. Um, we're going to then... Rule 10, yeah. 11 and 12 after this one. Yeah, cool. Nice one. I'll see you guys in uh, part two. Hi guys, welcome back to part two of uh, Jordan Peterson, 12 Rules for Life. Um, we are coming back to rule 10. Yeah. Be precise in your speech. Be precise in your speech. So, uh, what he talks about in this chapter basically is more along the lines of... Um, articulate yourself well, but say what you want to say. Hmm. Don't beat around the bush. Basically, yeah, because it, it's dangerous... To someone like you talks about couples and you know together and it's kind of like if you if you don't say in the moment what makes you angry at that time hmm. things just build up and build up and then when you have a big argument you argue about a lot of things too many problems that you can't really argue about yeah. because you're just raising up the past and stuff and I feel I agree with that I me and my partner we do that a lot I think and 
now we're starting to more in the moment say at the time. That's good. So we can get rid of it. Like earlier this morning, she kind of had a pop at me because her baby ran into the kitchen and stuff while she made cups of tea and it kind of got on her nerves. And she said, you're supposed to be watching her. And I said, shut up. And then she's like, don't tell me shut up. And then afterwards, <laughs> I went back and I thought, she needs to know why I reacted that way. And I said, I yeah. told you to shut up because yeah. I'm sick and tired of you constantly nagging me for things like that when she's, you know, she's a toddler, she runs around, she's yeah, going to yeah. burst. And she, she, honestly, she's a nightmare to keep on top of because, you, yeah. you know, she'll take something out of the bin and then run off. So you're putting that back in the bin and while you're doing that, she's climbing up on the table, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, you know, I want her to understand. So I said, I, now instead of not saying anything, yeah. I've decided to tell you say why my girlfriend, yeah, yeah, I think it's important that in the moment, what made us angry and why we didn't like it, and we can move on. And I think he says, be precise in your speech, and he, he tells a story, a kid's story, about how, um, you know, there's a little boy in his house, and there's a dragon at the end of his bed. And the boy tells his mum, there's a dragon under my bed or whatever. And mum mm. says, no, there's not. Right. And over time, he keeps telling his mum, there's a dragon. Mum says, no, there's not. Stuff. Eventually, the dragon gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. Until it's bigger than the house, and it's kind of wearing the house, and it flies off somewhere. And his dad comes home and says, "Where's my house?" Dragon flew off from the house. So, he, and it turns out the moral of the story is the boy says to the mum, "Well, maybe it grew so big because it wanted attention." And what he's saying is like, if you don't say if you don't say what you mean and what you feel at a certain time in your life, yeah, it'll build up right, and get worse and become a problem if you let it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. However, if you're honest in the moment and you say exactly what's on your mind what you're trying to get at without what people do is they'll and especially with political ideologies and stuff they'll kind of slide it in without saying yeah. it and then all of a sudden you're thinking oh my god and actually this whole time it's been there yeah it's been yeah. there and I think what he's saying is in the moment say what what the problem is and address it before you let it get out of hand yeah definitely man yeah no I can sit with that have you got any examples in your life where maybe that's happened? Um, yeah, I mean, probably trying to think of it now. Trying to think of one is the uh, probably the hardest part. Um, I think we've all got examples of it. I, I mean, I think it's important for me and my job as well. It's something that I've I've not been good with because you know working with these kids, I need to at the time explain to them what they've done wrong. Sometimes maybe I haven't precisely. Yeah. I think it's important that I establish a relationship with them and me as like a as a kind of cover teacher is that we need to be honest with each other what's going on in the moment mm. and they don't and they don't tell anyone and so they act out and they make everyone else's life difficult teachers and students and stuff like that and they ruin an entire class yeah man because yeah. they've got stuff going on at home and they don't want to say it mm. yeah and they've been encouraged to say it and go in and say look my mum's done this and my dad's done that and yeah because it happens a lot, unfortunately. Shame. And, yeah, I think it's important that everyone knows that. That Say it in the moment. Don't be afraid to. Because mm. it's important. And I I should do that as well. I've let a lot of things get to me in my life. Or I haven't. Mm. And I think, especially when it comes to teaching, it's such an important rule to follow. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're teaching like English as a foreign language as well. Yeah. <laughs> because... You have to make them understand our language as well, not just your point. Definitely. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on to rule 11. Do not bother children when they are skateboarding. And what it means is... Yeah, it's fine. Um, let... 
basically in a nutshell, let, let children kids children. do things they need to learn. They need to experience things, bad things in life to make them stronger, essentially. As in, you know, don't mollycoddle them, don't hide scary things from the world, because inevitably scary things exist. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you can't yeah, protect yeah. them from it, so don't yeah. try and protect them from it. Yeah. He does use an example where he's talking about, he's playing baseball or something, and he's about to have the fight with this kid. He knows it's about to go down. Hmm. This is Jordan B. Peterson. Yeah. And he what, says, when younger? Yeah, and he's about to have a fight with this kid, and they're about to go at it. And he sees his mum walk past the, the baseball pitch, and she kind of looks at him. She knows what's about to happen, hmm. and she she just walks off and lets it happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But he, he yeah. explains it. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. And yeah. it's not neglect. Why he needed to have that fight and to yeah. experience that fighting and stuff with another boy. And he says about how he, you know, clashed with his dad a lot at home. Right. And he kind of he got annoyed at his mum and kind of confronted her and said, Why the hell do you let um why do you how do you let this happen and things mm. like that? And his mum says, because if I made this house too nice for you, mm. you never want to leave. Yeah, no, Meaning you never grow up and be able to stand on your own two feet. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess we don't think about life that way, but it's important, isn't it? It's like yeah, definitely. You need to let your child experience uh, certain issues within the world, um, so then they can make their own decision on it. Mm. A hundred percent. They need to go through bad things to get tough to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You face your problems, and it's like losing. Oh, it sucks. You know, every athlete, every top athlete ever. Yeah, is lost. Yeah, and I think the losing oh, yeah. is more important than the winning. Oh, than definitely. The winning yeah, for them yeah, definitely. To right. get them where they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah because you that. have to lose. Because if you don't, the ones that will never become champions are the ones who don't go, like. I'm pissed off that I've lost now, mm. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, do everything I can. Yeah. I hate that feeling. Yeah, I think when I was younger and playing football and stuff, and had a team and in my team, and I used to be, I used to get so angry at the time and I acted a bit badly. But that was because, mm. you know, the the best team in the league, they they won a lot, and because yeah. my dad explained to me, he says they win. That team beats you so badly, and they beat the other teams in the league because he noticed that they were the one team he said they simply they don't like losing yeah that's right they yeah, hate yeah. losing and that's what makes them good and successful yeah. he said the team that I was playing for it was kind of you know we, we just if, they're kind of half-assed yeah we will get yeah. rolled over quite yeah, easily yeah. but I was I acted poorly had a poor attitude because I hated losing yeah, I remember one time we were playing a game and we were like 4-0 up or something nice you know and I was leading the charge. You know, I think I scored the first goal. And at the end, we ended up drawing like five, five all. Oh. Came off the pitch. And there were, no one else seemed bothered. And we stood there. I stood with the, the manager or the coach. Yeah. And the players were coming over and I stood there. And he went to say something, you know, kind of like a consolation of, oh, blah, blah, blah. Sure. You know, well, you know, we... We drew and whatever, and the kids. Mm. I looked at them all, and I just walked off. Walked off to the change rooms on my own. Mm. It was really, it was a bad thing to do because it was, you know, maybe it come across as arrogant. But I was so, how could you be four nil up? Yeah, and then, and then we let you, them score. Five. Yeah, it's come back that much, and yeah. then we ended up drawing. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's kind of okay with it, and yeah. I, I just wasn't. That wouldn't sit with me. Yeah, no, and I just I walked off, but. 
I don't regret that because it was just no, like at that time. It's okay to lose. Yeah. But don't be okay with losing, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. yeah like don't cool. don't just accept it as. No. Oh well, well you know. That's it now. Let's have fun and stuff. It's like no, because no, no, you need to come back and hit yeah. harder. Yeah. I, I, Do you know? There's a really good example. I'll just quickly just put in on that. Is there was a recent bout with uh, Eddie Hall and Four Bjornsson. Basically, I oh, think it was the twenty. 20s... Two strong men. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, sorry, they're two strong men for those who don't know. Um, back in twenty seventeen, um, Eddie Hall uh, won. I think it was two thousand seventeen. Apologies if I'm wrong. Uh, won the world's strongest man. Um, but for Bjornsson, um, the guy who's in the mountain. In the game, game of France, France, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for Bjornsson uh, was competing and he actually lost to Eddie Hall uh, on points. Um, and there was one particular event, which was the Viking Press, um, where Four lost points on um, because basically what had happened in the press. Um, you can't do what they call like a double bend at the knees. Uh, once you've locked your knees out, they can't then become uh, bent again when you press the weight. Uh, and unfortunately, there were several times where he actually bent his knees, and that's where he lost points. Um, and unfortunately, lost to Eddie Hall, but he took the loss um, in a really bad way. Um, he he took it very negatively. Um, when in actual fact, you know, the mindset he, he should have progressed towards was, right, I've lost, I'll take that. However, next year, I'm going to come back better. Um, and the problem was that um, there was a lot of evidence against his argument um, because you actually saw um, uh, a video prior to the event where, um, oh, God, I can't remember his name now, the presenter... Oh, I'm really sorry I don't remember his name. He's actually really a big name in Strongman <laughs> as well. Um, where he actually went over the rules very thoroughly mm. and went through examples and also went through Four's technique as well. So Four knew what to do before the event. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, um, that's where he lost out on points. Yeah. Um, but it was the it was how he reacted to losing. Um, it was very childish. Yeah. Uh, I believe, um, which was a shame. Because it also puts um, a bad uh, reputation on the sport as well. Hmm. Um, but yeah, but that's where we're at. Yeah, I, I, I agree with this rule as well. Don't bother children while they're skateboarding is what it means. Because that's the same idea with Isabel. Is when she, everyone panics when she's climbing. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, everyone wants to get her off. And, oh, she's going to hurt herself. Yeah, yeah. And I, for me, it's no. kind of, uh, my dad says the same thing to me. He's kind of like, just let her do it. Yeah. As long as she's not climbing on top of a six-foot shelf where she oh, can no. jump off and break her neck or whatever. No, of course. You know, this is like a thought off the ground like from that. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, I, I leave her. I don't even look. Yeah, Just because yeah. I know she's fine. Yeah, yeah. And in my mind, it's kind of like her. She needs to fall. Yeah. In the no, sense of... Yeah, yeah. So she goes, oh, I, won't do I that fell. Again. And then she can learn to assess danger. Yeah. Because definitely. she might go, I was okay then. I'm not going to climb any higher. Because if, if you keep modelling Colin, all she's going to do is not understand the risks of falling. She's just going to want to go up and up and up, think, not think, and then you'd seriously hurt herself blindly. Yeah. And um, so I think, yeah, and so for me, I abide by this rule in the sense of I just let her be. It's like with her food. I like just... Just let her eat it. Yeah, just let her do whatever she wants to. If she wants to just yeah. crush it in her hands. Yeah. Let her do it. Don't Carry stop on. her. and Because it's been proven that kids have a bad... 
relationship with food if you don't let them play with it first. That was a study at the University of East Anglia in Norwich. That they said kids who are allowed by their parents to play with food when they're young will grow up to be less picky eaters. Picky eaters are the ones who had it regimented and not... Yeah, more of an issue. Yeah, they're told, don't touch your food. Just they give it fed to them and they don't like it because the child... They they yeah, need they want to get familiar with the textures yeah. of the food. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the same thing. Don't bother them while they're skateboarding, or in the sense of, don't bother them while they're playing with their food, because they're finding out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, pet a cat when you encounter one on the street. That's rule twelve. Is the last rule. Pet yeah, a cat nice. when you. That rule reflects to. He says about. Talks about cats and how cats and dogs are different, etc. Meaning. Enjoy the simple things in life sometimes. Mm. As yeah. in, if you see a cat in the street, it's a kind of like a... Sometimes they're friendly, sometimes they're not. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But don't be afraid to just go for it and enjoy the finer things. Yeah. And... Stop if, and look at scenery. Yeah. If your opportunity comes smell across, Smell flowers. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we get... like he, he says in this book, he reiterates, life is suffering. Mm. It is. Life mm. is tough. Yeah, yeah, definitely. First, yeah, we yeah, need yeah. to look yeah. at it. It is tough. We go for a lot of crap. So enjoy the little things when you can. Definitely, yeah, yeah. You know, while while it's there, there's no point stressing out about everything else because no, you're gonna no. go through crap no matter what you do. Yeah. See, so, yeah, I can't pet it. Sometimes cats are really friendly. Sometimes they they'll scratch you. Sometimes they'll brush up against you and purr. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 So that was uh, the book we discussed. Nice one. I like that. Yeah, hopefully cool. somebody listens to it. And yeah, yeah. Wants to go out and read the book. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, that's the um, book guy signing out of our second podcast. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs>